Um, today we are continuing our series on the fruit of the Spirit. Um, these are nine qualities that uh, we've been studying from the book of Galatians chapter 5. And uh, today we want to talk about kindness. Now would you agree that we live in a world where kindness has become the forgotten virtue? Do you agree with that? Yeah, we are all connected with each other through social media, but we have an epidemic of loneliness in this country. Uh, everybody is asking the question, what is in it for me, then what can I do for you? And there's a lack of kindness in our dealings with people. Uh, we, we see more and more abuse happening in our homes, on our streets, in our community, even in our churches. And so the virtue of kindness is lacking in all areas of our lives. And yet, we live today only because of the kindness of God. And God has lavished on us his kindness. And the, you know, that, that's why this amazing God that who, who will lavish his kindness on us is a God is worthy of our praise and worship this morning as we come together. So today, in the first part of this message, we will look at what kindness is. And then we will consider two questions that you can ask yourself in order to cultivate the quality of kindness in your day-to-day -day life. First, the character of kindness. The character of kindness. Jesus said in, Matthew, in Luke chapter 6, verse 31, he said, do to others as you would have them do to you. You know what is that called, that verse? Anybody knows? The golden rule. Yeah. It is called the golden rule. And Jesus is saying, treat others the same way you want them to treat you. If you want others to show kindness to you, then you show kindness to other people. Does it make sense, isn't it? Yep. So kindness is rooted deeply in the character of God. We know what kindness is because we have seen it demonstrated through the goodness and the kindness of God. And I'm going to call, you, call, call to your attention a Hebrew word that summarizes that. It's the word is hesed. Now, it's one of those words I think is difficult to pronounce, but also it's hard to translate into English language. Sometimes in the Old Testament it is translated love, and sometimes it is translated faithful love. Its original meaning is close to mercy and close to compassion. Now the best translation of this word is loving kindness, as described in Psalm 63. Uh, the psalmist says, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. So when we talk about kindness, we are not talking about just mere politeness, just being nice to other people. We are talking about the quality that is representative of love, mercy, tenderness, and compassion. And this is how God relates to us. All those things are, all those characteristics are actually in that one word. Now, I like this story one day, mother uh, uh, wanted to find out whether his son really understand wh what loving kindness is all about. So he one day asked his son, six-year-old son, uh, son, do you know what loving kindness means? And then uh, he said, well, when I ask you to give me bread and butter, uh, you give it to me. That is called kindness. But when you put a bit of jam and honey and give it to me, that is called loving kindness. 
This makes sense, isn't it? I think he got the idea. Because loving kindness is doing something beyond the normal. It is going the extra mile in our lives. And so, you know, we often think of kindness as, you know, just being, say hello to somebody, but it's going extra. It's doing something beyond uh, is, is actually the loving kindness that God talks about. That is the loving kindness that we see about God in the Bible. Now, so when David wrote in Psalm 23, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, that word translated mercy here is that word hesed. And David is saying, surely goodness and loving kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. What a beautiful thing. So God, cre- God treats us with the same kind of loving, merciful, compassionate, faithful kindness, even when we don't deserve it. Look at what Jesus said in the Gospel of Luke. He said, but love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. We all understand that, isn't it? We have read that so many times, I've read that so many times. But this next verse, the next part of that verse, you know, we don't often talk about that. Uh, it's very important. It says, because he is kind to the ungrateful and what? The wicked. Now, when you read that verse first time, then you say, well, Jesus is talking about these bad people out there in the world. They are the people who are ungrateful and wicked. But not me. Isn't it? Not me. He would want us to understand that sometimes we fall into the same category in our lives. Would you agree with that? Because ungrateful and wicked is a label that we have all worn. And yet, God shows his kindness to us in spite of it. In spite of it. The Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You see, we were sinners separated from God. But God showed us kindness, though we did nothing to merit God's kindness in our lives. And so he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, into the world to die on the cross for our sins, and through him we might be saved. And even the fact that we have accepted his gift of salvation does not make us better than anyone else. You know that? Just because you are a Christian, just because you are saved, it doesn't make you any better than somebody out there. Because the Bible, this is what the Bible says. Listen to this. Ephesians 2. For it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith. And this is not from what? Yourselves. Just put a circle around that. It is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. You see, it's all God's doing, my friends. It's all his kindness. You have not even tiny little part in this, is salvation. It's all done by God. And we forget that sometimes when we boast about our faith, when we boast about how much I know the Bible, we boast about this and that. When we know that, we have nothing to do with that. It's all about God. It's all about his kindness. It's all about his mercy. It's the undeserved favor of God. God's amazing grace. So let me say something to you. 
God loves you. You like that, isn't it? We all like that. You know, when we say to somebody, God loves you, we love that. But let me also say, he also loves the people you don't like. Oh, I didn't think that, isn't it? <laughs> and he also loves the people you want to hate. And he treats us all with the same measure of loving kindness. And we forget that. Kindness is deeply rooted in the character of God. When you are living in a spirit-filled, spirit-controlled life, the same kindness that he has shown us, you will be willing to show other people. Now, how do we cultivate this fruit of the spirit, this quality of kindness in our lives? Well, I want you to consider two questions you can ask that will help you cultivate the quality of kindness. Question number one is that how would Jesus treat this person in this situation? So when you come to that situation where you have to deal with a person, the question you need to ask is, how would Jesus treat this person in this situation? Um, some of you may remember, there's a thing called WWJD bracelets, which came up some 20 years ago. I don't know, any of you remember that? Okay, so that bracelet, actually, what does that mean is, the initial stands for, what would Jesus do? That's what WWJD JD stands for. Now, the idea is that in any situation, um, we should ask, before we act, how Jesus might respond in the same set of circumstances. You know, I used to have one like that. I used to, um, especially when I'm driving, I used to wear that. Because, you know, especially in the traffic game, you know, especially when people are cutting you off, you know, it's a reminder, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus swear at these people? <laughs> so, so it's, it's really, it's, it's a very good thing. It was, it was really good. It was a big thing in those days. You know, everybody had it. Now, this was always a difficult question for me to answer personally because in the Gospels, I often find Jesus to be terribly unpredictable. And uh, so an easier question for me to answer was, what would Jesus know to do? Not what would Jesus do, but what would Jesus know to do? Now, I know... He won't be, he wouldn't be hateful. I know he wouldn't be condescending. I know that he wouldn't ridicule other people. Uh, I know that he wouldn't celebrate anyone's tragedy or misfortune. I know that even when he had to speak the cold, hard truth, that he would speak in a spirit of mercy, compassion, and kindness. You remember the story when they brought an adulterous woman before Jesus? Remember the story? And... Uh, and claimed to have the grounds for, you know, stoning her to death. And remember, and, uh, you know, all these guys came and said, you know, this woman should be stoned to death because she's, you know, she committed adultery, you know. And so Jesus bent down there, he was kind of writing something. I don't know what he was writing, but anyway, he, he said to those guys, you know, if you have never committed any sin, you know, um, you know, just whoever has never committed a sin, he's the first one can throw the stone at her, you know. And so nobody actually threw a stone at her. They all left one by one, they all gone because they knew that they were all sinners. Now it's interesting, after they all gone, this is what Jesus said to her in John chapter eight. Read that story, it's a, it's a fascinating story of how Jesus deals with people. Now Jesus said to her, I do not condemn you. 
Go and live your life of sin. That is the act of kindness. That is the act of mercy. I know Jesus could have said all kinds of things to her, isn't it? You know, what kind of woman you are, you know, why are you doing this kind of stuff? Jesus did not condemn her. He just simply said, go and live your life of sin. So when you are in a situation where you are quick to judge someone, you need to ask the question, how would Jesus treat this person? When you take time to ask that question, I can assure you that the answer will always move you in the direction of loving, compassionate kindness. Always. But you need to ask that question. Sometimes we don't. We don't ask that question. What would Jesus do in this situation? How would Jesus treat this person in this situation? Now here is another question you can ask. That is, how would I treat this person if he or she were Christ? Now look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25. I mean, this is a great passage of scripture. Uh, I'm not going to actually go through the whole passage, but I think it would be good for you to uh, take home uh, and read that whole passage of chapter 25. Because lots of good things in there about, you know, how do we treat, how, what, what we do to other people is actually we are doing to Jesus Christ himself. And so this is what he said. In verse 40 he said, Truly I tell you, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it, what, for me. Now, I know it is hard to imagine that Jesus would be that annoying neighbor or that rude customer or that relative who keep asking you for a loan or that boss who expects far too much or that employee who wants to do very little. Now, it's hard to imagine Jesus being that person, isn't it? It's hard to believe. Because he is nothing like that person. And yet he said, we are to treat them as we would treat him. You know, that, that put a complete different perspective on that thing, isn't it? The Bible says God created every human being in the image of God. Would you agree with that? It's, it's not, um, you know, I mean, it's in the Bible. It's not, I'm saying, it's, it's the Bible says God created every human being in the image of God. So we should never forget that when we are dealing with people. So the person you are dealing with is a person who is created in the image of God. So that elderly person standing on the train who probably need a seat, that homeless person sitting on the footpath who needs a meal, and that person admitted in the hospital who needs someone to visit, that person walked into the church for the first time we need someone to, someone to talk to them. In each and every social encounter, we need to take time to ask, if this person were Christ Jesus himself, how would I respond? How would I respond? I can guarantee you that the answer will always take you in the direction of kindness. Always. We will... Bend backwards, isn't it, if you know that somebody, very important person, you know. And I read a story, I don't know if this is true or not. I read a story about, um, uh, in England, this, um, you know, evening it was pouring rain, and there was a knock on the door, and this lady standing there and said, look, could I borrow an umbrella, you know, because I'm walking. 
and the lady had two umbrellas. One was really kind of, you know, kind of a raggedy umbrella, you know, she, very old one, had a few uh, holes in there. And then she got another one, which is a nice umbrella, a new one, you know, she hasn't used it much. She thought, oh, which one should I give to this lady? So um, finally she decided to give the old, you know, broken umbrella because she thought, I'm never going to get this back anyway, so I might as well give this one. So she gave that umbrella. A few days after that, there was a knock on the door and um, she had some people from the, uh, the palace guard came and she said, ma'am, we are returning your call, uh, the umbrella because that person who came and knocked on the door was the Queen of England. Uh, let me tell you, that story never happened, okay? But it's a good story. I thought, <laughs> but it's a good story. It, it should remind us. It's a good story that reminds us that sometimes we don't realize. I mean, imagine that if that lady would have seen that was the Queen of England, man, she would have given all of them, all, everything. She would have gone to the next door neighbor and get some more, you know? But many, in many occasions, you think of that. It is Jesus Christ himself, maybe standing on the door. It may be Jesus Christ. It's a person who may be, you know, that annoying person in the train or, uh, or that rude customer or whatever it is. And we need to recognize that. We need to treat people. That's the question I'm asking you to consider. How would you treat that person if you knew that person was Jesus Christ himself? Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 4.32, would you read this verse with me, please? Let's read together. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other, just as in Christ God forgive you. Now he's saying we should be kind and compassionate because Christ is kind and compassionate to us. We should forgive others because Christ forgave us. And it is on the cross. We see the greatest and ultimate display of his compassion, kindness, love, and forgiveness. And that's what this communion table reminds us today. It reminds of his amazing love, his amazing grace, and his loving kindness. And he gave his life to save us from our sin and condemnation. If you are finding it very hard to show kindness or to forgive someone who hurt you, let me say this to you. You will never have to forgive someone more than Christ has forgiven you. You will never have to show kindness to someone more than the kindness God has shown to you. You will never have to because God has lavished his kindness on us. God has poured out his kindness and mercy into our lives. So I wanted to think about that this, this morning as we come to take part in this communion table. Take a few moments to meditate upon God's kindness in your life. Uh, in very situation in your life, how God has been so good to you. God has shown so much kindness to you. The other day I was just thinking about this passage and I thought, man, how much kindness God has showed to me. That, you know, even when I went through the toughest time in my life, God is the one person who never abandoned me, who never left me, always in there, guiding me and leading me through, through the journey in my life. And God is like that to you, my friend. Maybe you're going through some very tough time in your life. But let me assure you 
that God is with you. He is taking you through this journey. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He walks with you and he talks with you. And so just think about that right now. All those uh, experiences in your life where you have experienced God's kindness, just give thanks to him as we think about the great sacrifice of all when Jesus Christ gave his life for us. Do you take a few moments of quietness and, and seek God and then Pastor Matt is going to um, pray and then we're going to take part in the communion.